In a Harvard Business Review article, the contributor Bill Taylor, who is a co-founder of the first company, argued that a one great programmer is better than a thousand average programmers. To which uh, readers replied, one, William Shakespeare is greater than a thousand Bill Taylors. So I think Bill Taylor just shows wrote the article to provoke, to show that great talent is prized. So, but what if that great talent doesn't know how to work with people? Uh, doesn't know how to relate with people? What's the essence of great talent if it will dismember the teamwork? So in this episode, I'm just asking what's the uh, ratio, what should the ratio between the hard technical skills and the soft skills be in an employee or a potential job candidate? The hard technical skills can be measured by, that is of course, that is IQ, by past portfolio projects, by the academic uh, grades and certificates and work experience or even aptitude tests for the companies like PricewaterhouseCoopers or Deloitte, Instant Young or KPMG that administer aptitude tests. While soft skills is more, it's harder to measure soft skills. That is how a person can relate to others, how they can build teams. It's very hard to do so. So companies have come with what they call the personality tests, which predicts what type of an employee you will be in a company. But it isn't an exact science. So I would project that you need both the hard technical skills and the soft skills. But here's the thing, so long as a person is willing to learn and can relate to a group, I think that's what matters the most. Willing to learn, is able to learn fast and can function within a team of people. I think those are the three most important traits you need in a great job candidate. Otherwise, if you get a genius talent but doesn't know how to relate to people, then, then you get to the point where genius is overrated. But if you get average talent that is willing to learn faster, can work in a team, and can put in the hours, then that's a great job candidate. After all, isn't it? Is it Thomas Edison who said success is 2%, talent 98%, perspiration, that is by perspiration he meant hard work. 2% talent, 98% perspiration. So in this, then, I think an average candidate that is willing to learn so many things at the same time that can perfect their skill over time and can work great within a group is far much better than genius talent but has nothing else going for him. Of course, all things being constant. So, but it's an ongoing area of research in human resource circles. So I guess the great sweet spot between 
hard technical abilities and soft skills will be a key research area that can really unlock a lot of human potential in companies and, unro- and unlock trillions of wealth in hidden uh, talent in companies. So I address this in my book that is The New Africa Rising by Collins Mabinda Okango. That is The New Africa Rising by Collins Mabinda Okango. It goes for $4.99 on Amazon.com. $4.99 on Amazon.com. That is The New Africa Rising. Why? Basically, I address how Africa can move from the periphery of world affairs, uh, which I call I call Africa the 1% continent, that is, it is a continent that contributes just 1% to the global economic output. It contributes 1% uh, of stock market activity, 1% of global trade, 1% of research output, 1% of new patents. So how can Africa move from the periphery of world affairs to the center? So we need to have an African dream, not adapt the American dream, but choose an entirely new uh, concept of what it means to be a prosperous African, or what I call providential Africa. Providential in that the per capita income should be no less than $100,000 per year. Right now, only about, only about, Less than a million Africans earn at least $100,000 a year. So it is really hard, hard work. And I know uh, someone will be saying that I, I, I must be dreaming because that means moving our car from our current GDP of $1.5 trillion to $150 trillion within a span of 25 years. So that will require that we process our raw materials and sell them as finished goods. So we we process our raw materials and sell them as finished goods. That's how Africa is gonna move from 1.5 trillion dollars to 150 trillion dollars. And I believe it it should and can be done with the, within our lifetimes. I don't believe in what some say, like Professor Pierre Lumumba who says it will be done in the age of the children of our children, that means in the next hundred years. I believe it can be done within this lifetime. If China can lift 500 million people out of poverty within 25 years and they don't have the natural resources we have, then uh, Africa has great things coming. We just need to believe in ourselves more and believe in the Made in Africa brand. That's what needs to happen. The Made in Africa brand has to uh, has to be has to sell essentially because even Japan started out with a low quality substances, but they reinvested in quality research and development until the Japanese brands like Toyota, Panasonic, Mitsubishi, uh, Toshiba. They are now gold standard for quality, even better than Western brands. So this is what the Made in Africa brand. The Made in Africa brand is what is going to turn Africa from a $1.5 trillion economy 
to 150 trillion dollars economy so that's it you can get these ideas in my book in my website www.mabinda.com that is www.mabinda.com mabinda is m a b i n d a that is m a b i n d a www.mabinda.com so you can get the new africa rising through a link on that website that is the new africa rising a book by Collins Mabinda Kang available on Amazon.com for only $4.99. Thank you.